You're listening to Not The Queen's English, the podcast where we talk about all things British English and life in the UK. My name's Holly. And my name's Murray. And this week we're talking about Christmas! Woo! Yay! Now, you may be able to tell from our voices oh, that God. we are both ill. Yeah. We've got the lurgy and that means that... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, what we thought would be an episode of us kind of like tap dancing and singing <laughs> Christmas songs and sh- sharing a glass of mulled wine. Yeah. I don't know we'd share a glass of mulled wine. Well, that's very unhygienic. Yeah, that's maybe... how we ended up in this mess. Um, but yeah, so poor us. We're not necessarily feeling the Christmas no. spirit as we're much s- as we might We're supposed be. to be full of Christmas cheer, but instead we're just full of viruses. Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully just the one virus. Yeah. Um, the famous one. The famous one, sadly. <laughs> well, this is the first time I've had it, so I do yeah, feel quite lucky, really. congratulations. Welcome to the like... club. It's my second time. Yeah, oh my God. doesn't get any more exciting the second time round, let me tell you. No, and what's sad is that I really want to... The best thing about Christmas for me... Well, okay, that's a bold claim. Like, obviously, I like spending time with my family, but one of the biggest draws of Christmas is all the food and drink, oh and I God. can't taste or smell. I know, poor you. I know that's really sad, isn't it? Yeah. But I like, you know, whatever. We don't want to be a pair of Scrooges. No. So do you do you do you think your Christmas is very traditional, like a classic British Christmas? Well, probably in the fact that. I don't know about you, but like when I was growing up, I always felt like Christmas in the UK was a little bit disappointing compared to what you see in like American films. Yeah, with just like there's like thick snow everywhere. Yeah. There's enormous trees. And Everything is like covered in ribbons. And yeah, clothes. people's houses are decorated like to the nth degree. Mm. Like everything's absolutely covered in like you say ribbons and lights and like wreaths mm. of things. Um, so I always felt a bit disappointed that like because we, we, we would sort of. We have, we've always had an artificial Christmas tree, which would be sort of nicely decorated, but then like, and there'd be a few other bits and pieces elsewhere in the house, but I was always like, oh, I want like an American house with like ribbons on the big staircase and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not not so much. Oh. What about you? Do do you think your Christmas day was very traditional? No, not particularly. Because you don't have turkey, do you? We don't, no, no, I mean, yeah, I don't eat meat, but we... Yeah, we never... I don't remember ever having turkey. I'm not sure I've ever eaten turkey in my life, actually. Well, you're not missing out, because it is the worst meat. Yeah, people say it's very dry, don't Yeah, they? it's dry, it's bland, it's... yeah. Yeah, so no, I, I don't remember. I think we used to have maybe, like, a roast chicken, and I think we'd have uh, potatoes, and we'd have mashed sweet, which is my... Oh, <laughs> I, oh. Um, but we never had sprouts. Um, or the oh. things that people complain about, about Christmas lunch, which is you have a turkey that's really dry, yeah. you have boiled sprouts, um, you have sort of um, really stodgy stuffing. I've never, I never had stuffing. Oh, I miss um, stuffing. I used to really oh. love stuffing. What mm. is what is stuffing? I don't know. It's like... Was it sausage meat mixed I think with it, breadcrumbs? Yeah, and, and herbs. like herbs. And, oh my yeah. God, I knew. I knew what it was. Yeah, it's really delicious. And what, um, you stuff it up the turkey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. You can sort of... I think traditionally you stuffed it up the turkey <laughs> and like cooked it inside the turkey, I guess. But like, I think now you just buy it separately like um, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever had it actually inside a turkey no um, Ooh. and we also we didn't have Christmas pudding if we went to my grandparents we'd some we'd often have a Christmas pudding mm. with white sauce with on. a sixpence inside probably I thumb. probably had something inside yeah um that's that is it's is a shame because I I think 
now I'm an adult, I can enjoy the flavour of things like that, Christmas pudding, mince yeah. pies. When I had them when I was a child, I just didn't enjoy it because it is a sort of strong, spicy It's a weird texture flavor. as well for kids. Yeah, whereas now I'm like, mmm, definitely. Um, yeah, I was the same as you. When I was a kid, I didn't like mince meat and like you know Christmas pudding which is all sort of dried fruits and stuff but like that I think that's my favourite kind of Christmas food now it's just like stodgy and comforting isn't yeah it? and it just feels really like traditional mm. um, and it, it feels sort of Dickensian mm. what's figgy pudding whilst we're on the subject well I think figgy pudding is very similar to a Christmas okay. pudding I think it's probably just got dried figs in it Ooh. It's. I think it's still like a steamed pudding that you'd probably wrap in cloths and stuff mm. well this is the thing as well so like Something else I feel that I uh, I didn't sort of uh, get to experience firsthand was things like stir up Sunday because none of us like stir Christmas up stir Sunday. up Sunday. I've never heard of this. Oh wow! Okay, so because we didn't have yeah we didn't have Christmas pudding, but if you do have Christmas pudding, then you usually make it well in advance of Christmas. Maybe you'd make it like six weeks or something. But I think there's a date called stir up sunday and it might well be the first sunday of advent but it's when you make oh. your christmas pudding and everybody in the household has to come and stir the pudding that's for good so luck. nice yeah i love and, traditions like that yeah and then and then you have your christmas pudding and i think it's yeah wrapped in like muslin cloths and then you have to feed the pudding i think once a week you feed it with brandy <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> which to be I honest I, yeah well you'd love to be treated like that as well i'll wrap you up in cloths oh, and come and yeah. feed you with brandy oh thank you yeah, exactly they've got a lovely life of it the christmas pudding I I couldn't swear to this, but I wonder if we don't have that tradition in Scotland because historically Christmas was not as big a holiday in Scotland as it was in ah, the rest of the UK. Now is this pres- the older Presbyterian yeah. instinct rearing its head again? H- yeah, historically in Scotland we've been very like dour, um, is the word people usually use. Um, our our sort of version of Christianity is a lot like more strict and sort of. Um, po-faced than than in the rest of the UK, um, and yeah, it was historically the case that like uh, New Year's Eve or Hogmanay, as we call it here, uh, was like the big holiday. Like people wouldn't get Christmas off work even, but they would get New Year's, oh my gosh. New Year's Day, and New Year's Eve. I, I don't know how much because like my whole life, Christmas has been an enormous deal. Like so, I I don't know when that was last the case that New Year's Eve was was bigger than Christmas. But I do, I think it probably has a little bit of an impact on, like, the more traditional... Because to me, there's something very English about Christmas and, like, in, like, the best possible way. Because I really associate it with, like, you know, a Christmas carol and, like, Dickens. And that, yeah, that sort of, like, Victorian English... Because well, it was the, the Victorians yeah. who came up with all these traditions that we have now. Yeah. Um, Including, like, you know, <clears throat> borrowing the German custom of bringing trees in. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, like, because Germany does Christmas so well. Yeah. And so it's it's lucky that Queen Victoria married a German and brought lots of German traditions. Yeah. Moving away from, like, Christmas food and things like that, like, what are the other sort of cultural things that you really associate with Christmas and the Christmas season? Well, surely panto is what you're driving at Oh my god. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh, no, yes, you were. Oh my god. That couldn't have been better if we'd planned it. Oh my god. Um, Yeah, do you want to explain what you've just said there? Yeah, okay. So, panto, short for pantomime, uh, it's a big seasonal festive show that is put on at probably most theatres across the UK will have one. Um, a, lot, a lot of theatres, it'll be like the the most money they take in all year will be for their panto. Yeah, so it's um, it's a big 
play or production, usually with songs and lots of dancing and fantastic costumes. And they usually tell a traditional story. So it will be something like Jack and the Beanstalk or Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Mm. Um, but there'll be like some twists on the on the genre. So um, usually, well, very often, if it's something like Jack and the Beans, Jack and the Beanstalk. Uh, the the character of Jack will be played by a woman in sort of in boy drag. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's always a pantomime dame. Yeah. Uh, which is a a man in drag, and it's usually a sort of a middle aged man uh, in drag with sort of big comedy bosoms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a sort of ill fitting wig. Uh, who's just, be, you know, enjoying being very camp yeah. and sort of um, ha- being very hammy, I think we'd say, hamming it up. Yes. Um, just uh, act, sort of overacting and maybe being a villain, a comedy villain. But this is the thing, is the dame... I think there's usually um, another character who's the villain. I think the dame is usually a bit more of like a fairy godmother kind of Yeah, it depends. I think I was thinking different. of like Craig Revel Hallward playing yeah. like the Wicked Queen. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and there's there's always a lot of, like, humour for adults. They can be quite sort of bawdy, but, like, in a way that the children won't, won't get. Yeah. Yeah, so it's sort of, it is sort of fun for all the family. Yeah. Um, and there's and... often, like, um, they'll do sort of, like, topical references and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's um, true. And I seem to remember, I, I haven't been to one for such a long time, like, since I was a child, but I seem to remember they did... Uh, I think the last one I saw, I think it was like Aladdin or something, but they sang like um, Shut Up by the Black Eyed Peas. What? <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, there's always, there's stuff like that. They're, so they're very bizarre. like creative and inventive. They are it. creative and there's, you, they very often have a celebrity yeah. in Panto. It's like if you go to a big city, um, I think we'd sometimes go to Bristol to see the pantomime and Julian Clary. Oh, wow. I think Julian Clary was Buttons uh, when I went right, to see Cinderella, uh-huh. which is a bit of a shame because I'd like to see him in drag. It's but- Buttons is sort of like the servant character. Yeah, the or... servant to like Cinderella's, yeah, mm. sort of manservant. Although how how would she have a <laughs> Mouse servant? servant? Mouse servant, yeah. Um... Something <clears throat> like that. Um, but there's also, there's a lot of audience participation, yes. uh, which is why uh, when oh, I yeah. just shouted at Murray, that was actually quoting Panto. So the sort of the two most famous things are um, that maybe the main character is trying to find somebody. They don't oh, know yeah. where they are. And the audience has to shout, he's behind you. Yeah. Uh, and the people on stage will look around, but oh, they won't have seen the person. <laughs> yeah. And this will happen several times. So that's one of the sort of common tropes. Um, and then the other one is um, just the uh, kind of actors saying, oh, no, he isn't. And then the audience replying, oh, yes, he is. <laughs> I don't know, like, what? Which you will, like, people say that in daily yeah. conversation. Like, if you say it's something like, oh, no, it's not, they'll be like, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> like, that is just that is just entered the culture, generally. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty famous. Did you, ever, like, did you ever go with school to see the panto? I don't think... I don't think my school ever took us to Panto. I've definitely... I have been to them, but I think it was mainly, like, with family. Yeah. Um, it's an awful lot to expect a school to take. Because surely everyone would just wet themselves and be sick. <laughs> because it's just, like, such an overload of, like... Yeah. Of ex- people get called up onto the stage if it's your birthday. Oh, gosh. Very, like, very often, the people you're with will tell the theatre it's your birthday and you'll get called up on stage. Oh, no. And there's just all sorts of things. I remember when we... I don't know if they still do this, but I remember when we were kids, they would sometimes put a panto on telly. They would film it. In fact, I yeah, still remember seeing Julian Clary. 
Oh, really? I remember the two Ronnies being in. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Because um, I just remember one of them saying, what's it, like, I... Um, I bathe in jasmine, one of them said, and the other one said, and I fart in French. I think they were playing the two ugly sisters. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they, they were being just revolting, and oh. it really stayed with me. <laughs> yeah. And there are certain celebrities. So when we say that celebrities appear in pantos... Ah, uh, yeah, it's not like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, so th- there's sort of two ways that that happens. The main one is, like... Anyone who's ever been in a soap or anyone who's had just had like the slightest brush with the celebrity, so like the most minor celebrities in the UK will crop up in pantos. So I think like the best example of that just now is like some of the professional dancers from Strictly are in pantos. Yeah. Like Katia, I think, mm. has done a panto. So she you know, she's very famous for people who watch Strictly, which is a lot of people, but she's not exactly like a big celebrity in yeah. the UK. So there'll be that kind of thing. But then there'll also be people who are a bit more famous but do panto because it's just kind of part of their like their career part of their sort of brand something of like elaine c smith yeah who is like okay she's maybe not like a massive celebrity but she's very respected yeah especially in scotland and very like beloved but she does panto not because she's like a struggling actor and she needs the money but just like because people sort of expect her to and that's like part of her brand and i feel like maybe paula grady paula grady yeah so panto is a big cultural thing around christmas but it's it's been a long time since i went to one and i i I don't know, because it it's is... It's difficult for us, sort of, you know, childless, um, I was about to say 20-something, that's generous, <laughs> um, you know, 30-odd-year-old people, like, it's it's a very family vibe, like, as much as I think we would enjoy it, like, if you don't have kids with you, I think you're probably, I don't know, you're going to feel a bit left out or a bit Well, I think also, harassed. I would I would just, yeah, I think I would find it very harass- harassing. Yeah. I think I'd feel stressed <laughs> to go somewhere where there were about 400 kids and they were all like absolutely hyped up on sweets and yeah. screaming. Like it wouldn't really be an entertaining day yeah. out for me, I don't Whereas, think. Whereas like if they put on like an adults only panto, that just wouldn't be right No, because it would be too, it needs to be bawdy, but not, uh, not It needs to be nudge, out. nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, not, really. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, you know. Um, so yeah, that's a very important part of, and but the, the the thing is like, so yeah, you and I have never haven't been to a panto for a long, long time, but it still feels like an important part of Christmas. I enjoy seeing the posters up, mm. seeing like who's in the panto this mm. year locally, or, like what story they're doing, blah blah blah. So like, it's still an important part of the culture. I guess the other when I when I asked you what other oh, cultural right. things, you were trying to lead the witness I down wasn't, a different I, no, avenue. I, <laughs> I wasn't. But one of the things that I thought you might say was like um, Christmas specials, because so generally, generally what will happen is current TV shows will put on a Christmas special. There'll just be a special Christmas episode of like, for example, EastEnders. It's quite funny when soaps do it because generally how they celebrate Christmas is just by like killing off lots of the characters. Yeah, there's usually like a lot of misery, some sort of terrible disaster, a big fire. Yeah, or, like a plane Someone's crashing car into went the underwater, village. Underwater, I think. When you... I think it was on Coronation Street. Was it? I think Gail Platt ended up in the canal. <laughs> Um, <laughs> drinks. Um, uh, or quite often, well, a- another important thing is they re they like Repeat. rerun, yeah, old Christmas specials of things like Markman Wise, yeah, you know, things that haven't Vicar been on TV. Dibley as well. Oh that yeah, mean, it's not Christmas if you haven't watched the Vicar Dibley. Yeah, that Christmas special. episode with the where she has to eat like three or four different Christmas dinners. That is absolutely absolute classic. Mandatory viewing every Christmas <laughs> for us, I think. Okay, talking of like absolute classic Christmas specials, do you, 
would your family sit down and watch what we must now call the King's Speech? That sounds so wrong. I know. I have never seen the Queen's Speech as it has been every year Me up neither. until now. I've never seen it. There are some people, English people I imagine, maybe some Welsh people, but there are some people who, like, that that is Christmas for them. That is, like, the, the be-all, end-all is watching the Queen's Speech. But I've I've just... And it's not that, like, we deliberately don't watch it in, in my family because of, like, political reasons or anything. Like, we, it's just... It's just, just wouldn't occur to us. better things to do. I know, it's and just, I, like... it's kind of depressing as well. It's a bit like watching the news on Christmas Day, I think. Well, what does she say? Was it last year or the year before that Channel 4 did a deep fake version of the Queen's oh, Speech? Oh, God, Channel... That is still Channel 4. Yeah, I know. Um, and like they got they got away with it. Why like, did they, they do that? I think they wanted to explore. They wanted to show how like deep fake technology can be used very convincingly. And so they yeah I they did it. Can't believe they got away with that. Yeah, that's absolutely deranged. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but there's yeah some channels I think do have a sort of alternative thing. But it's is it only broadcast on the BBC? I think it probably is. Yeah, I don't know. As much as I I love all the Christmas telly, like. I'm gen- generally not actually watching TV on Christmas Day. Like, oh, I liked I like Top of the Pops Christmas special, but I I will uh, usually watch that back on the day. Like it when it gets. Do they to, like, still do that? Even though yeah, there's no they, Top of the they Pops. Yeah, they still do that. That's the only Top of the Pops that still exists, and they they show like what was at number one like different months of uh, the year. Wow. You should watch it because yeah, I think I'd love that. you'd find it very educational. But that's <laughs> something maybe like on in the evening of Christmas Day when everyone else is sort of yeah. going to bed. Maybe that's the sort of thing I would watch. Yeah. Yeah, in in the evening we'll have a few like specific things that maybe we've recorded that have been on during the day. But like, yeah, most of the day is taken up with like presents and like meal prep and meal. So you're having the turkey. Well, not me personally, but certainly the family. Yeah, the family's yeah. having the turkey. What what accompaniments? Roast potatoes. Yeah. Um, my dad quite so my dad's a bit of a dab hand in the kitchen. Uh, and he likes to sort of explore different recipes. So he does this Tom Carriage recipe. Tom Carriage, lovely example of a West Country accent. Mm. Uh, well, South Westing, because he's a Gloucestershire. He was born in Gloucester. Gloucester. But he doesn't Local sound like boy. it. He sounds much he more sounds like Gloucestershire. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a Tom Carriage recipe where you cook carrots in like butter and star anise, and they're just gorgeous. My dad makes that. We have sprouts, always have sprouts. My mum and I are massive Brussels sprouts fans. Mm, do you roast them or boil them? I or think, stir fry them? I think probably traditionally they would have just been boiled, but I oh. think now my dad gets involved and does some sort of interesting concoction with them. I'm trying to get him to do the Nigella one with preserved lemons. Oh, That's yeah. That's my dream. Um, yeah, uh, ooh, maybe sometimes some parsnips. Yeah. Um, my dad usually makes me a mushroom Wellington nice. as the uh, the veggie dish. Gravy. Um, yeah, gravy, and there'll be a vegetarian gravy as well. Thank you, Dad. Um, <laughs> when would you have your Christmas crackers? We always forget the Christmas crackers, but we generally. <sighs> I don't know if we do it just at the start of the meal so that everybody can have their, their crowns on. That's the thing. Because it's sad, really, if you do it at the end and then it's like, oh, some people put their crowns on, but not everybody does. I feel like maybe, like, because quite often we'll have, um, well, prawn cocktail as a starter. We're very that's the tradi- thing, I can't believe you have a starter for your Christmas dinner. Yeah, prawn cocktail. I was going to say that's very traditional of us. I don't know if anyone else does that, but we've always had prawn cocktails. Well, certainly as a traditional in the seventies. Um, <laughs> well, you say that we have them out of these little sort of like crystal, like Sunday I love glasses. That. I love that. Oh yeah, it's camp. It's anything. Um, <laughs> quite often there's a soup course as well as the prawn oh cocktail. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you have a 
all these courses. I know. We just don't have courses. Well, we have main and pudding, right? But we don't have a starter. Oh my god, you're missing out. It should be a banquet of 70s inspired food. <laughs> um, and maybe maybe we pull the crackers, maybe like after the prawn cocktail. I feel like it is sort of in the midst. Okay. Um, and yeah, you put your crown on, read your joke. Can you think of any cracker jokes off the top of your head? We should have looked up some to begin with. I feel like they always have something to do with, like, elf and safety. (laughs) Um, It's always, like, that level of of Christmas pun. Um, Or, like, oh, God. I can't think of it. I'm going to Google it. Well, no, here we go, right? Uh, If you'll excuse the Foley listeners. Oh, my God, Ruspel. Yeah, Ruspel, Ruspel. But I've got this box of fill-your-own-Christmas crackers which I'll be inflicting on my family this Christmas. Oh. So, oh my God, we've never done this before. So they come with jokes? They come with jokes. They certainly come with jokes. I don't want you to spoil them for yourself, though. That's fine, which, like, because I only need four of these, so okay. uh, we can have we can have one joke each from the envelope. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know. How exciting is that? Okay, no, I'll just read them to you, because I, I was about to say I've got a nicer voice, but not in these How conditions. How dare you? Um, and it's not true either. You've got a lovely voice. Thank you. Um, what does happens when the elves are naughty? <laughs> what happens when the elves are naughty? Yeah. I don't know. Santa gives them the sack. Oh. <laughs> don't worry. I just worry because if they lose that job, what other job are they going to get? What other job opportunities are there for elves? Well, I'm sure they can, there's all sorts of I mean? things. They can work in elf and safety. Oh, God. <laughs> they can do elf help. Oh, like self help. Mm. Okay. <laughs> no, like elf help. <laughs> oh, so yeah, the like, Christmas cracker jokes are meant to be bad. Yeah, they're, every- they're, they're like meant, meant to make everyone like groan a bit. Yeah, um, and they're like they're a massive tradition. Yeah, um, yeah. So you get a joke, you get a little toy, which is usually something rubbish. Which is why I do fill your own because I st- I didn't want to have like the plastic toys anymore. Yeah, you do um, sort of despair for the planet when you see the little like. You get mad things like a little fake moustache, a fake moustache, a little comb that is not at all usable. I use those on my eyebrows. Okay, so you found a use for them. Yeah, yeah, a little yo-yo that doesn't work. Things like that. Yeah, spinning top. Yeah, um, those um, like fake lips as well. Um, fake lips. Yeah, like the fake moustache. You can sort of hold them in your mouth. Oh, it's right. Fake lips. I'm sure a terrible choking hazard. Oh my um, god. And yeah, and then you get a paper, like a tissue paper crown mm. that you wear. Which my head is always too big for. I always. They, think... You know, they've got like a gusset in them though, so you can adjust them to make them bigger. I know, but I think that's a bit dangerous because they're very flimsy. So if you start mm. sort of, you know. Well, it's a choice between you either pull at the gusset or you don't get a hat to wear. Well, no, I always wear my hat. It's just over the course of the evening, a tear generally emerges. Oh, no. (laughs) Because of my enormous bonds. (laughs) Poor you, Um, poor you. (laughs) Such a shame. I know. But yeah, crackers, that's a very very classic thing. And I think I've generally always had a cracker of some sort. Uh, We used to have like a Christmas lunch at school where the teachers would wear dealy boppers with like like, mistletoe on and they'd serve us. Um, Oh. Yeah. And we, I remember having really ghastly crackers at that. Like the things that came with them were just (laughs) horrendous. But you know, so I feel like I have had crackers most years. Yeah. I feel like there's something very British about this of like, we're going to have things that are like intentionally a bit rubbish. Yeah. As part of our tradition. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. It's very us. Mm. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So other like traditional Christmas... 
You oh, started telling what? me that you have a trifle, and I think it's very important that we talk about that. Okay, so right, we've talked about Christmas dinner, yeah, the the, the meats and the accoutrement. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Christmas. Well, and yet on the many Christmas courses that it turns like you have old fancy pants. <laughs> well, listen, like, I don't think any other... Like, so, you always have a pudding, don't you, with dinner? With every single meal. Yeah, whereas yeah. we... In my in my family, we've never had pudding. I can't believe it Special occasions, maybe. That's why I'm so svelte. Um, if you could see me, listeners, you'd know that was a joke. Um, yeah, but at Christmas, you have, like, multiple courses, because it's a special occasion. It is a special occasion. And my, like, my favourite thing about Christmas dinner is my gran makes a trifle mm. as one of the Christmas um, desserts. There's usually a Christmas, like, uh, like a proper Christmas cake as well. Um, like a Christmas pudding. Is there a difference between Christmas yeah, cake Christmas and Christmas pudding? Yeah, Christmas cake and pudding? Christmas pudding are different things. Christmas cake is like a fruit cake. Yeah. Whereas Christmas pudding is a steamed sponge pudding. Yeah. I... The, one of the Christmas cake have. is the one that has like marzipan and then icing. Oh, okay, we have a Christmas pudding as well as the trifle. Right, okay. Um, yeah, so my grand always makes a trifle. Trifle, also quite a 70s British mm. um, pudding, I would say. It's like a layer of lady fingers, so like sponge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then often, what's nice, jelly? Um, Fruits. Yeah. Fr- soaked in. Well, you soak the, you soak the sponge in booze. And then you have There's fruit no booze in jelly. For my Bet there is. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> is that just? Is that because she's drunk? It before she it. <laughs> oh my god, slander. <laughs> oh um. Yeah. Well, there's just various layers involving like jelly and fruit and custard and mm. sponge and cream, and then my grand puts chocolate buttons on the top. Giant chocolate buttons. Giant chocolate buttons, which to me is non-negotiable. Now. <laughs> it's just not a trifle if it doesn't have giant chocolate buttons. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, that's my. And it's not. I'm a vegetarian, and the trifle is not vegetarian because my grand uses like proper gelatin. But I just, you know, for that, I'm not going to question it, am I? Yeah, I'm not going to create some sort of vegetarian stushy on Christmas Day by uh, questioning the... Um... Can you get a vegetarian stushy? <laughs> you can. I always thought it had um, lard in it. <laughs> <laughs> stushy is a Scottish word for, um, a f- <laughs> like, an argument. But yeah. like, like, fuss. Yeah. An argument-style fuss. I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna question the vegetarian credentials of my grand's trifle. You know, it's one day a year, and it is it is the crowning glory of my year. Is getting to have a bit of my grand's trifle. Um, oh, she'd love to hear you say that. My God, well, no, she. You know, she'd expect nothing less. Um, yeah, and there's there's always like several other puddings as well, like sort of pre-bought like cakes and things. Mm. Um, what do you, do you have a special dessert you have on Christmas? Um, now we have uh, mini mince pies with ice cream. Ooh, from my dad's work. Oh, nice. Because um, yeah, they they're delicious. Um, historically, mm, we probably would have had some kind of like chocolate pudding or. Yeah, something... So unorthodox in your family. Yeah, well, because I think my mum was the only one out of us who enjoyed Christmas cake, Christmas pudding, etc. So, like, yeah, it just ended up... See, to me, though, like, as much as I I want to have things that I like at Christmas, there's part of me that just enjoys having the traditional things because they're traditional, even if they're not, like, my favourite things to have. Yeah. So when I ate meat, I always wanted turkey at Christmas, even though I don't like it. It's not particularly nice, but I was like, it's just, you know, it's proper. It's what you have. Mm. Um, Have you ever experienced, like, brandy butter? 
Oh, yeah, uni. That was that's the only time I've ever had it. That's delicious. Oh my gosh, yeah. Things being boozy is a nice Christmas thing. Yeah. Which is like being booze in things where there normally wouldn't be. Mm. Um, oh my god, and like this isn't booze, but just in the just in the general overindulgence stakes. Mm. Did you have a stocking and did you get lots of chocolate? Yeah, it? I had a stocking. I always got chocolate coins in my oh, stocking. Oh yeah, classic. Um which I I uh, yeah, I have very fond memories of chocolate coins, except for, like, when I would inevitably... Because bite the foil. Bite, bite the foil. Why do children do that? Well, sometimes you do it because, like... Out of devilment. Well, you're, like, what will you're like, look at all the different ways of eating this. So, yeah. like, biting the foil is one way of yeah. getting into the chocolate. Oh, and if that touches one of your fillings, which oh. you have because of the terrible relationship with chocolate in oh this country. Oh, my God, did you have fillings when you were a child? When I was a teenager. Oh. Yeah. You don't have any fillings, do you? No. Shows you it's possible. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So lots of opportunities for chocolate. Um, Whereas the traditional thing was always that people would, in their stocking, would have um, like a satsuma in yeah, the bottom and, of the stocking. Did you ever have that? No. I would have been... Or a lump of coal if you're naughty. I would have been black affronted if you I You would had have been what? Black affronted. <laughs> like sorely... Um, displeased <laughs> if I had found a tangerine or a so spoiled in my Christmas. There was a time when that was really exotic. <laughs> well, this is another. I don't know if it's like this in other countries, but growing up in the UK, probably not for kids now. They don't know they're born, but no. like for our generation and, and like probably the generation older, growing up in the UK at Christmas just meant constantly hearing. All I got was a, an orange and a, a satsuma in my stocking, and we were grateful. <laughs> Like, just just hearing that every year from various relatives. Yeah, whereas that's now being like, all I got was a Tamagotchi on <laughs> <laughs> a selection box. <laughs> I always used to get Lynx deodorant oh. and shower gel in my stocking as well, which I suppose is practical, but yeah. I feel like I remember having a beanie baby. I, I feel like Ooh. I remember seeing its little face poking out the top of my stocking. Oh. That, that seems to ring a bell. I think I got a beanie baby one year as well. I think that was my peak stocking. Yeah, that's a really good stocking present. Yeah. Because really stockings, it should be just like more like, you know, frivolous little bits and pieces rather than like substantial main presence. I don't know anybody, because there's always that thing of if you're naughty, you get a lump of coal. No. I've never, I was never threatened with that. I never really heard about that. It's only as I've, I've got older, I've heard well, of that. I as knew like of it as, yeah, I, I always knew of it from like, I don't know, popular culture, but it never came close to happening to me. I feel like maybe there were rumours at school of like, oh, so, like at primary school, that oh. like, so got a lump of coal. <laughs> Did you, do you remember writing to Father Christmas? I, re- I remember emailing Father Christmas. You what? Can you imagine anything more 90s than this? <laughs> I emailed Father Christmas. Did you have to go to Santa. the internet cafe? <laughs> <laughs> the internet cat fave. Um, no, I, there was some sort of service and I emailed Father Christmas and I opened my email with a very long was up. <laughs> I'm still embarrassed about that to this day. Some some per attempt no fully read, read that. No oh, one read no, it. that's true enough because I don't think I even got a reply. Um, well, of course not. After like rude, <laughs> what? That's out of character for you. I I must have been like six years old. Um, yeah, it was very. But you know, it was on the adverts. What was on the adverts? What's up? Oh uh, right, I think you meant emailing Father Christmas. No. So did your brother email Father Christmas? I don't think so. This is the strange thing. You don't even say Father Christmas, do you? No, I say Santa. 
It's so funny. It's so funny that you say Santa. Why? Do you just find that really American? Yeah. Right. Well, I think we've probably covered. Well, actually, that's just not true. There's so much to say about Christmas, oh my but I think gosh, we've yeah. we've given it a good go. Yeah, um, you've got like a little taste of what Christmas is like for some people. Yeah, in the UK, I probably not as nice as it is for you. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but still, you know, it's, it's it's good for you to see how the other half live. Yeah, that's very true. Mm. Um, if you celebrate Christmas. We hope you have a glorious time of it this year. Um, if you don't celebrate Christmas, I hope it was interesting just to hear about what we yeah. do. Um, and, uh, you know, happy holidays, etc. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is not the last. You'll be hearing from us this year. There's going to be a little small bonus podcast coming out uh, in Twixtmas between Christmas and New Year, which will be about New Year traditions in the UK. Um, but we're going to go and have a little Christmas rest now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and try and nurse it. ourselves back to health so we don't sound so blooming croaky the next time we talk to you. Yeah, we can only apologise for all the coughing, splattering and general bodily noises <laughs> uh, that might have accompanied this episode <laughs> of the podcast. That's um, a bit as usual, you can find a cheat sheet for this episode on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash notthequeensenglish. And that can help with just any cultural references that you might not have understood or uh, words we use that just sound completely bizarre to you. Or even just um, idioms that we think it would be helpful to, to have explained. Yeah, those, those will all be available there, so you can have a look at that. And that is just a pound a month for access to those... Honestly. Yeah, oh my gosh. That's our Christmas gift to you, frankly. Well, not just Christmas, year round. Yeah. Don't like Christmas every day. Keep Christmas in your heart all year round, Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> Said Tiny Tim. I don't know, it's a while since I've seen it. Yeah. Anyway. But, but that's all available. Follow us on Instagram at NotTheQueensEnglish. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. If you have anything to share about your own Christmas traditions, you can message us through all the usual channels, i.e. on Patreon or Instagram. And yeah, just uh, thank you so much for being here and we'll see you soon. Bye. 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 I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to like create some sort of vegetarian argy-bargy on... <laughs> <laughs> Argy-bargy? <laughs>